That was a time, boy. That was a time. It was, no, man. I'm, I, I hate. So, like, are we live? We are live. All right. So, like, I, you know, I, I, I put this on wax. I don't care. There's a certain subset of people that I don't want to get into right now, but they keep saying like rap is devolving, and I hate it because it's not. Like, it's really not. It, is it changing it's into not. something different? Sure. Devolving? Well, we know that people don't like change, though. What are we doing with ourselves here? Every time an old head be like, man, y'all just be letting the most trash rappers make it. Y'all was listening to Silk the Shocker on purpose. And again, you know, it's just like... MC Hammer got a diamond album. <sighs> Too legit. Too legit to quit, dude. Too legit. Too. Mayor finna come in here like, hey, 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 hold on, hold on, now, player. Wait a minute, player. You wasn't there for too legit. But no, seriously, like the rap is getting. I wouldn't say that it's like. I would say that it's it's suffering from the effects of capitalism, just like everything else. Just like, oh, we got a million different Marvel movies. Yeah, we got a million of the same rapper because like they do what's what's going to get the most clicks and hits immediately. Like, Have we always not had that, though? Yeah, that's true. Here's my thing. Here's my thing, bro. Rappers go with the generation, bro. Right? Like, we can agree on that, right? Rappers go with the generation. Our generation is at the point where we starting to get the jobs, the full-time jobs, and we starting to pay money, and we starting to go to concerts and all that stuff by ourselves. So, of course, this era of rap is going to be evolving. Like, that's what it does. Rappers today make way more than rappers back in the day for a reason. The rap game has evolved. It has it has transcended into something that people make a lot more money now. Back in the day, Ice Cube and it was getting $75,000 a year. Right. Now, I'm not going to say my salary on live, but I make more than $75,000 a year. And I but don't the, rap nothing. At the same time, though, how many uh, gangster West Coast rappers in the late 80s had the same exact sound. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's just the industry trend. Ice Cube wrote 90% of people rap back in the day. People fail to realize that. Like, that is devolving if you ask me. And and these, again, these rappers, if we give them the time and space and latitude to do so, which again, the money of it doesn't allow them to a lot of times, if we just give them the time and space, they grow and get better. Look at Yachty from Minnesota to Yachty in this new snippet. This is crazy. Hey, hey, this past like year and a half, Yachty been snapping on everything. <laughs> hey, Hello? don't be dogging oh. Yachty. Everything. Don't be dogging Yachty. Oh, this, everything. This new, this new Tesla tape he dropped? Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> oh, everything. Why would you do this, Yachty? We, we didn't need it, but we got it. I appreciate it. I pre- and again, there are so many different sub, sub genres of rap because it's grown and it's so ubiquitous now that it's like, we need to like, we can just, why can't? And again, the group of people who say this, a majority of them belong to a group that if I see any of you rapping, I'm going to turn off the song immediately. <laughs> That's fair. Well, it, why, is, why is it that we always had that conversation when it, it'd be a tweet on Twitter or something like, what's your opinion on music? And it'd be like, if I get in the car with you, no, you play his rap, you ain't got no good taste in music. What nobody say that about any other genre of music ever? You know exactly ever. why that is. You know exactly know. why that is. Oh, I've never heard nobody say, if we get in the car and all you listen to is pop, I'm getting out the car. Why is that? I'd rather listen to four, four uh, hours of Yachty than before four hours of Billie Eilish in the whip. If for sure. I gotta listen, if you tell me I gotta listen to four hours of Taylor Swift, I don't care where we going. I'll walk. <laughs> Kid, we were driving home to Detroit. I'll walk. I'll hitchhike. I'll find it. You know, uh, like, she got a banner in Staples. Yeah, good for her. Good for her. You know what I mean? More power to her. But I'm, I'm just not... Again, I'm not buying it. You know what I mean? She could sell it. I'm not buying it. And that's just the honest to God truth. That's just, and no, it's not in the way that that ain't mean what, what some of y'all think it meant. Okay. We're not talking <laughs> about like that. We're not talking about like that. You know what I mean? But, but very seriously, it's, it, the people who say that about rap and, 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 and sneakerheads are like the two most annoying groups of people. Yes, all sneakerheads. I don't care who you are. If you consider yourself a sneakerhead, you're probably annoying to me. You're probably very, 
very annoying to me. Uh, actually, let's let's make that the question for the day. What are the groups of people that annoy you the most that like most people would probably be like, eh, I'm a little surprised by that. Oh, I got to think about that. For, sneakerheads is for but sure on the you, list. Let me tell you why sneakerheads made the list. I've always like been like, all right, sneakerheads are weird. And like they kind of messed up the shoe buying economy because now you just can't go get a regular shoe or whatever. But whatever. I'm not really too mad about that. The moment that killed me was like it was a girl walking around like a sneaker convention. And she was like, what type of shoe? If a woman wears this, you're instantly turned off. And like they was all like panda dunks. First of all, I didn't even I don't know what that means. Like legitimately, I didn't know what that was. Like I I I will say though, I'm not a sneakerhead, but I was into I was a sneakerhead up until the point where like they was like, yeah, George is 300 a pop and I was like, all right, yeah, let me go ahead and see what these new balances talk about. Yeah, yeah. But but I will say the like most baseline the most baseline sneaker that you would ask a shorty like yo you you in the sneakers she'd be like yeah i got some panda dunks that's that like you ever ask somebody like yo you listen to rap and you'd be like yeah what you listen to I and they- panda dunks this weekend <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm like i don't bro there is no shoe that will make me look at a person and be like ill gross and i don't, I don't mind somebody wearing wedge heels are horrible wedge heels are like what i don't mind somebody gross. wearing panda dunks but at the same time though if somebody told me they like heavy in a sneaker game and they pull out a, a pair of panda dunks i'm like all right you pump fake like you ain't have to lie to kick it right right and, and i get that and here's the thing i understand with that context but like you just see a shorty walking up to you with that shoey bro let me tell you something i don't know if y'all know this i was raised on westmore and greenfield on the mile seven mile that is at plymouth square bro shorties used to be walking around in the gas station slippers in plymouth square like regularly like all yeah, seasons except therapy, winter. Yeah, hey, listen, I'm not mad about it. This is the thing. <laughs> I think it made me a better person because you're not going to see me out here talking about, ew, she got old panda dunks. They was walking around in the uh, in, in the little slides they give you after you get your nails painted. <laughs> no, wait a minute. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't, they wasn't down that bad. Now. Listen, say what you want. Say what you want about the oh, I got foams on. I didn't make the same foams. We was <laughs> 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 hey, say what you want about them gas station slippers, but they used to last for a minute. Them gas station slippers with a shorty bought them, them was going to last for a minute. She was going to wear them. And got the nerve to take them off when they get to the house. Bro, got the nerve like, to take what? them off when they walk in the house. <laughs> Got the third to take off like they some like they some 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 stuff that's gonna mess up your flow. <laughs> Please stop, stop. You know them gas the, the the little fake rhinestones on them and all that. You love them gas station. Listen, women. If if there are any women listening to this pod right now and you're wearing those gas station slippers or you recall them fondly from your childhood, love you. Hope you ate today. Hopefully it wasn't Arby's. Chris, what group of people, what groups of people annoy you? What are the groups of people that most people are like, yeah, don't really, they really problem for me, but you like, all right, bet. Because mine, again, the hip hop heads that feel like rappers devolving, y'all know who y'all are. Certain group of people. I got mine. I got mine now. And, and. Go ahead and let uh, Guyton go first. Go let all right, Guyton, go ahead. Since I'm a very huge gamer. Mm-hmm. And, and usually, like, I don't want to slander my people, but this usually happens with people that look like us. Right. People that be like, man, games is trash nowadays, or games is whack, and literally all they play is 2K Madden and GTA. Yeah, that's fair. And duty. And that's duty. very fair. And thing, you can't even say they really play duty because, like, they might play duty, but I've played duty with some of them 2K Madden heads. They are trash on the sticks. Yeah. I mean, they're the only four games I play. But so you know I mean, what? Like, if we happen to a game, and I was about to say, I'm that guy, but I also don't talk about the I state of gaming. But, but at the now, same time, I talk about the state of sports gaming. I don't talk about the state of gaming. Neither one of y'all, one, neither one of y'all talk about the state of gaming. Yeah. Two, I seen Chris outperform me in duty before, and that's a hard feat because I hoop on duty. And Chris is one of the few people on this planet that has beat me in 2K before. And Gibbs has smacked me on Madden any day of the week, and I'm a gamer in and out. Yeah. Most people that had that stance be like, oh, games is trash. You blow them out in Madden, blow them out in 2K. They trash on duty. Like, bro, go play some more games. 
Yeah. 2023 is one of the best years in gaming history. And people would be like, well, man, games ain't it no more. Bro, because you just spent $150 on a, a LeBron replica bill. Maybe that's why you're not having fun with video games, bro. Hey, so like apparently on a new 2K, you could like put in a player templates. that you want your yeah, player templates. to be built like? Yeah, it's no, templates. It's pre-made templates. It ain't everybody. It's pre-made. What? Yes, yeah, pre-made. Well, it's not everybody. I Ain't nobody finna be like, hey, bro, give me that new Ish Smith bill. Like, that's not. <laughs> Did you see the name of Kawhi Bill? No, what's the name of Two Way Walking Bucket? <laughs> That's a tough name. That's a tough name. Two K, stop glazing. Stop. stop <laughs> That's glazing. a tough name. Stop. Hey, listen, I'm, that's crazy. That's crazy. That I would. A lot of the replica bills I see have been trash though. Like a lot of people was gassing up. I forget. Was it? What was the bill? Bro, it was, was, it, was it Henderson School Henderson bill? They was get bro. On Twitter, bro, they was gas. And it had no defense. It had like a 60 perimeter. The rest of the defense was all the way down. They had like a 76 trade ball. People were like, oh, this the build. Bro, if my if my three don't start with at least an eight, I'm not bringing dog out there. Why would you why would you put a guard out that can't shoot or defend on the perimeter? That's great. Because <laughs> I made a I made a two-way uh three and I made a three and D guy and he was getting cooked on the perimeter. My three and D guy be getting destroyed <laughs> when this is a good ball handler going up against him. Maybe that's a skill issue. I'll admit that. I'll, I'll be honest about that. But also, like, what? That's also, people, people would know how to slide on 2K. You kind of cook. Because some people, you would get them on a the hip in real basketball. They would stop, and then they would just hit a little move and be gone. Like, that. that's not realistic. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. That's what, Is that the only group of people that grinds your gears? Yeah, it, it's, 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 the, it's them gaming people. Like, like bro, Starfield came out this week, bro. You don't like I gaming. Heard Starfield was going to be amazing. I heard that I was. Well, I don't like, know if any of y'all are. Pass? It's on Game Pass. I don't know if any of y'all are Fallout games, but Fallout 3 is my second favorite game of all time, and it's the same development studio that made Fallout 3. I've never played any of the Fallouts. I always so, thought they were kind of weird looking, but... It's, it's a weird game. The first time I played Fallout, I hated it. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know, let me get us another try. And then I put like 200 hours in on it, so... Gotcha, gotcha. Chris, who are the group of people that grind your gears? What group? Man, y'all, y'all gonna be shocked that I say this, bro. Y'all gonna stop. And Chris, I'm not bro. one of them. I'm don't not. make me don't make me get off this call. Don't make because it's one group of people. Uh, hey. I swear, I swear on my mother, if you say the group, then I think you're about to say it. I'm gonna get off this call. Yes, no, I, think I, talk- I think we're on the not, same page. I think we're on the same page. Hey, listen, I'm gonna say I'm not talking about my brothers. I'm not talking about my brothers. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. It's these fake fitness heads, bro. It's these mm, fake fitness heads one. that go. That's a good one. That's I a got good some one. brothers that I know that's really on that fitness though, right? Mm. I see the ba- I see baby girl, right? I know this girl from back in the day. I tell y'all after the podcast who she is. But I I seen baby girl back in the day, right? We about the same person. She look like. Hey, y'all know who I'm talking about. Y'all just ain't thinking who I'm talking about. Okay. I see baby girl back in the day before before all of this happened for her. Before all of this happened for her. And and when I tell you that BBL did numbers for a good little minute, and now that BBL is on a decline, and now she just this fitness guru, this fitness woman, changed from my body from scratch. And it's like you was just telling us about the BBL the other day. Now you fitness woman today. I just, I, I just can't get with that. I'm, now I'm gonna tell you though, I rock with people who honest about the BBL. I do too. Yeah. Honest about it. Because the people who like not the, the 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 ones that piss me off are the ones. Who be, yeah, you can achieve my body by working out, baby. Baby, if is working the name of your doctor, is that his name? Like, yeah, if you fly out to working, then yes, you'll get that. <laughs> they start to put up the tummy tees. That, listen, come listen, on. Because people don't realize that if you really a fitness head, bro, that that's like I, it's a lifestyle, bro. It's not it's not no I just go to the gym every day, I work out. It's a life like you really have to transform your lifestyle for the better. Like and the second group that I hate the most, oh. I, I like to eat clean. Y'all know how I feel about Dr. Sabian, though. Mm-mm. The fake vegans, bro. Oh, my God, bro. I know some people right now. Some people right now. They preach, I I, I don't eat animals and all this. I guarantee you, I done caught them eating some chicken from a Chinese food restaurant, eating some Cheddar Bay biscuits from Red Lobster. I'm trying to tell you that they are fake vegans. I know a guy right now that showed me Cheddar Bay biscuits, right? And then told me, I'm eating vegan because I'm eating Beyond Meat 
I was like, but you got cheddar bay biscuits. Ain't no cheese in them. He looked at the ingredients, his milk in them. I was like, wait, wait. They cheddar bay biscuits? Hey, <laughs> and I was just like, I'm like, is this like just something cool you trying to do? Like, you just trying to prove a point to people that you can do it temporarily? Like, because this is obviously not a lifestyle for you. Like, it's just. Not like, knowing this cheese and cheddar bay biscuits is insane. That's and listen, that's listen, like, listen. I got herbs in my closet. And I, I I don't eat the best because it's hard. Like I'm weed myself off of this bad food we eat, right? But I got yeah. herbs in my closet. My dad sent me from Florida. He ends and out is a almost a herbalist. The only thing he don't have is the certificate, right? He did all his research. He don't take none of the meds from Doctor One. He on all herbs and he eat raw raw food, right? Right. When I tell you, it's really so hard to maintain that. Like when I tell oh, you, like you, you literally almost have to grow your own food. That's how strict it is, right? Yeah. Every, people that, that's why people I get mad just, when people say the food is processed because I'm like, any food that you get from the grocery any store food goes through that's, a process. Milk is pasteurized like that. You can't drinking non-pasteurized milk is going to give you listeria, my brother, sister, friend in Christ. Like. That's that's just <laughs> yo. Not pasteurized milk is crazy. They on TikTok the 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 folks Chris talking about the fake health gurus. Oh yeah, you need you need non pasteurized milk. Get it straight from the Amish. Why would you do that? <clears throat> Why would you do that? Why you know? Just anyhow, I digress. I digress. Well, you know. We, we so we know that we gonna avoid these people. You know what I mean. I I tend to avoid hip hop heads. Certain hip hop heads, they know the group uh, because they they uh, feel like rap is devolving and all that good stuff. Josh avoids the gamers who don't actually game, and Chris avoids the fake vegans. And it appears that Caleb Williams will be avoiding folks down in Arizona. We got to get into his dad's comments. We got to get into Coach Prime's comments, speaking of dads and what his son did in game one. And we have got our predictions for the season. Y'all boys ready to roll? I'm ready for it. I'm ready, man. All righty, well, let's get into it. What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the facts over at Axe Crew. We got the master of the mix master, Josh Guyton, in the building. That is I. We got the money man, the man with the plan, Chris Allen in the building. Right here, right here. And then you got the little old MC, that's me, Kenton Gibbs. Now, fellas, we're going to start with this, okay? Because, it, it, and I don't want to hear no pauses because we all grown men on this show. Deion Sanders told us, he said, we coming. He said, we coming. And, and, and guess what? They came, they saw, and they conquered down in Fort Worth with a 45-42 upset of a TCU team that was in the national championship last year. Can y'all tell me how big of a win is this? And let me ask you this. Be honest. Were you wrong about Coach Prime coming into this game? Talk to me. Um, this is huge, not only for Colorado, not only for those young men's prospects going to the NFL, not only for the future of Coach Prime, because I think a lot more players are going to be willing to run through a wall for that man. You know, season's coming. We don't know if, if his, you know, career coaching college ball is going to last 10 years, 20 years, but I think he can really build a powerhouse wherever he decides to stay. The reason being is I feel like this Colorado team is really one of the first teams where the coach got to curate his players around a certain play style. Or even if you look at the landscape of college football, football, a lot of these uber athletic players that you see planted at skill positions or, you know, this kid might have a great arm and be able to run fast. But we got this one guy that's a five star out of this, uh, you know, place that we got a pipeline. So we're going to put him at running back instead and stick you in a slot. Or we're going to have this one kid um, who I got a relationship with a father. We're going to put him at, at wide receiver one. This is the first college football team where we seen these uber athletic athletic players that might have been slept on if they went to uh Ohio State if they went to a Oklahoma and they might not have gotten the right playing time that they should and I think this is going to change the landscape of college football because a lot of people are going to say yo it's this kid down in, in in Nebraska he got a he got a great arm his name is Colton uh Colton something generic but he not athletic he can't move and the landscape of college football is changing because you can't move out of that pocket if you don't have these fast players at all these skill positions if you're not stacking your entire team like that it might not work against this team that's just going to run the ball and have this heavy fire offense and defense that's going to hound you all game so I think one, I didn't sleep on Coach Prime because just looking at the team that he has, it's going to be hard to out-athlete them. 
it's not a lot of coaches in college football. It's not a lot of teams in college football who have the poise and have the experience to handle some dogs when they come in, when they come at you fast, when they're uber athletic, you're not dealing with that sense of pressure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Chris, what'd you think? Were you, were you right about Dion? And what do you think about oh, this first? Oh, oh my, I'm playing with house money. Gives. Vegas got them boys at five, four and a half wings. Boy, I took that. Over. They started the season at three. They started the season at three. I know. This, this I got it. Four and a half right now. I got it. No, I believe so. It's, it's they four might have went up. I got in late, but mm-hmm. I had bet. So I had bet only a small amount on a three and a half. Then it went up to four and a half. And I bet a big amount because it's like that's easy. That's playing with house money. Come on, man. That's prime. Giz, I got a couple questions for you, man. Uh, you know you my football Talk guy. To me, I gotta man. go. Talk to me. I gotta go to. When you have a coach that is a former athlete, former player in the NFL, what tends to be his strengths when he becomes a coach? Uh, I mean, honestly, it's still very, it's still very like because you got some coaches. So we're talking college football, right? Or we talking all football? football. All right, college football, it varies because you got generally – well, okay, I'll say this. Generally, a former player knows – they know recruiting and they know players better than like most other coaches that were never high-level players. They never really did anything special. They, I don't know what it is, but they got that star power and they understand how to talk to players better than guys who just weren't that guy. So so you touched on it. So the reason why I asked that question, Gibbs, is because – when you think about what development means, right? When you think about developing young talent, right? That's the phrase, developing young talent. That's your job as a college football coach, developing talent out of high school into NFL potential or to great college football player. That's the goal as a college. We can all agree on that, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so that being said, Gibbs, the thing that Dion always had and always will have is what you said right there character and personality right yeah, and when you're 18 19 20 21 those are the prime years where you need a mentor you need someone that's going to work on your character and you need someone that's going to show you how to be a man or show you how to be a great football player does Dion not fit the bill for all of those he's Absolutely. done it Absolutely. he's done it mm-hmm. he can teach it he can tell you about his experiences and he can lead you to the promised land. And I think Dion is playing on his strengths here because he got a guy that is like, to be honest with you, Giz, I, I text you this when the game was over with. He is honestly this modern day college football of Deion Sanders on his team. That, that's what he is. Yeah. 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 I, I'm, I'm going to say this. I was wrong about Dion, and I believed in this team. I believe the under over was three and a half to start the season. I thought they were going to win six to seven games. I'm going to tell you why I was wrong about Dion. I knew that he was going to be able to get great players. I, I didn't think that was going to be a problem. I knew that they were going to be Pac-12. They were going to do enough to win a good amount of football games. And with that schedule, their schedule is not particularly like, don't get me wrong. TCU was a, a tough opener. I don't care what nobody say. That's still a good TCU team. Sonny Dykes and that team, they're going to score the football. They're going to score a lot of points, which is why I was concerned about Garrett Riley at Clemson. We'll have that conversation a little later. <laughs> but I I knew, like, all right, that Nebraska team, I don't really think too much of Coach Rule in year one, and, you know, we'll see what happens from there. But the reality is I knew Prime was going to get great players. I knew Deion Sanders was going to do that. I did not know about the coaching. I did not know how good the coaching would be because it's easy to make the coaching look good when you've got Travis Hunter playing against no, no disrespect. And this is with all due respect to historically black colleges and universities. The SWAC does not have the same level of athletes and depth that power five football particular, particularly has. That's just the case. That's just yeah. the case. And so now I'm watching this game, and everybody saw the the pick that Travis Hunter had on the goal line. But most people don't understand how special that is, how special that play was. I wish I could share my screen to break this down with y'all right now, but I don't want to ruin the stream by doing that. I'm going to tell you this. There was – the play was drawn up to where Sonny Dykes won the chess game on paper. What the concept they ran was, was in Madden, you would know it as slap slants flat. So what you get is you get the two outside. You have uh, they went doubles with an offset running back. 
When you have an offset running back on the third and one, which it was, the first thing you're thinking is they offset him so they can easily get him downhill inside zone for one yard. What does Colorado do to counteract that? They put six men on the line of scrimmage, bare front. Every single offensive lineman is covered, and they got an extra player rushing. So what does it mean when you rush six? You got five for coverage, meaning right. every single player is going to be in May. Sunny Dykes calls the slant flat concept. In real life, it's not actually slant flat. What happens is your number two receiver goes in and sets a pick on the Mike linebacker who is responsible for the running back. Your number one receiver sets a pick on number two who is responsible for the second receiver. And you're trusting that he takes cornerback one with him to the inside. The running back gets a free pass basically to the flats and to the end zone. Right. Here's the thing. There's a saying in football. Coaches coach you up through the first five steps, and everything after that is on you as an athlete. I swear to God, if you go back and watch this play, I watched it at one-fourth frame speed. So I'm watching this thing in super slow motion. By the fifth step, every defender that was a part of that action for, for Colorado, the Mike linebacker, the safety who was over the slot, and Travis Hunter, their eyes all snapped to the right place. The Mike linebacker took his eyes from the running back to, oh, no, two is coming my way. The corner that was in the slot took his eyes from the second receiver or, yeah, he took his eyes from the second receiver on to, oh, no, the first receiver is coming my way. Travis Hunter's eyes snapped to the back going to the flat. That is a sophomore playing his first ever FBS game, let alone first ever Power 5 game. People forget that about Travis Hunter. This yeah. boy is young. But in the words of Beyonce, I may be young, but I'm ready. Because that <laughs> oh young man, goodness, at, on the fifth step, I kid you not, his fifth step was him dropping his hips and accelerating to the ball. And what happens? He then goes and says, all right, I'm a better athlete than y'all have seen in a while. Accelerates to the ball and lays out to make it a spectacular interception. So yes, he does have the players, but that's also coaching. That's great coaching. Coaching forces that eye discipline in that, hey, we here? No, we here. Hey, we here? No, I see the guy coming my way. I see this action. And mind y'all, I'm describing this to y'all slowly on purpose. In real life, that happened in a matter of a second and a half. Right. And, and, and to add emphasis too, because I had an argument with a guy today at work. To add emphasis... This game might the score might not have been distant, but this game yeah. was distant. This game was distant. Yeah. Like yeah. Colorado controlled this whole game. And the guy yeah. was arguing at work today. He was like It was back you know, and forth in the first half, but in the second he half. He was like it Colorado was a back and forth game. Yeah. But Colorado, they got to a point where they was comfortable, right? And they they was a 30-point underdog. Yeah. A 30-point yeah. underdog gets comfortable. Against a team that just went to the national championship. I don't care if they lost 17 players. I told him that. I don't care if they lost 17 players. They just went to the national championship and they they have the same DNA that that last championship team, the team that went had. I don't care about that. And and had this had this game gone how everybody thought it was gonna go, then what? Nobody's talking about the losing 17 players then. Nobody's talking right. about nobody's talking about the the fact that Dion bought in uh basically almost every scholarship player is new. All of us have been on this show longer than three quarters of Colorado scholarship players have been there. Think about that for a second. Yeah. That's that's real life. So, you know, I think Dion is, is getting his guts now. He's getting his credit now. But even now, people are still tentative. But I'm going to tell you, we believe. We believe. Hey, Dion, if you, if you see us at the podium, you ain't got to ask, do we believe now? Because you, <laughs> you, you, you got a soul, brother. You got a soul. And, and let's talk about these players for a second because, you know, when he started his son, many people said, oh, it's nepotism. Oh, you know, there were better quarterbacks. And, you know, it's just because he's got the same last name. And yet, Shador breaks the Colorado football passing yardage record in game number one. Travis Hunter. Like Chris, uh, alert. Ooh, like Chris mentioned him as earlier. hundred and ten snaps, eleven catches for over hundred yards, and that fantabulous. That I'm mixing up words. Fantabulous. <laughs> that amazing. That downright nasty interception on the goal line, and then 
You look at uh, Edwards out of the backfield as well, had himself four touchdowns. Fellas, let me ask you this. Are, do you think that this band of players, though that trio in particular, do you think that they can sustain this throughout the season in terms of not necessarily four touchdowns, 500 yards, all that good stuff? Do you think they can sustain this in terms of they'll be looking to take home some Pac-12 awards at the end of the year? I definitely think they will. I mean, if they start out this season this hot against a team that's considered a, a powerhouse <clears throat> in FBS, I don't see any reason why they won't be able to maintain it. I mean, even if you're looking over the course of the next three games, yeah, they got Oregon in two weeks. But at the same time, they're only, you know, a heavy challenge on this on the schedule is USC. Mm-hmm. And after they handle Oregon and USC, they're kind of smooth selling for the rest of the season. Bro, well, I'm gonna tell you, you, never, you never want to sleep on Whittingham and Utah. They back-to-back Pac-12 champs for a reason because everybody does that same thing. We all look at Utah like, oh, there's no way. And somehow they, them Mormons find a way every time. <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying you should sleep on the Utes, but at the same time, I don't think that Coach Prime is a coach that's going to let his players right. take right. days off. Absolutely. I, I just don't I understand this hype around Oregon, bro. Like, why everybody be like Oregon? When is, Oregon ain't been good since Chip. And you know what's crazy? You know what's really funny? Dan Lanning said the exact same thing about Colorado. Dan Lanning is the head coach of Oregon, just in case you didn't know. He said <laughs> when they found out Colorado was going to the Big 12, he said, what have they won that is going to affect the conference? What have they won that we're going to be so sad to see him leave about? Oddly enough, Oregon was also out of the conference within a month, but that's another story for another time. Them boys are in the Big Ten now. So, you know, it, it's I'm I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this. Oregon, you know, they're gonna be playing deads when when uh, Colorado comes through. Cause here's the thing. Oregon, I think, is better up front. But but with that being said, again, I think the best player on the field is gonna be Travis Hunter. I think he's gonna be the best player on that field. I don't believe in Bo Nix. I'm sorry. I don't believe you. You need more people, Oregon. I, I'm sorry. I, I just bro, that ain't I, a guy. I just don't understand this hype around Oregon, bro. Like, when the last time Oregon had like a season it was like, oh wow, like Oregon, man, they they them, they them. Hey, listen, I'm with you. I'm with you. I totally agree. I totally agree. But let's stay in the Pac-12 because, Josh, you talked about this a little bit earlier in terms of USC being a big challenge, and we're gonna get to see. Shador Sanders, Caleb Williams. We're going to get to see <laughs> Travis Hunter and some Caleb Williams back to back. That number one they got at USC, that, that freshman that they call in the baby per- Percy Harvin. We're going to get to see that. We're going to get to see that this year. That's something we're going to get to see this year. But one thing that we might see next year is that matchup repeat itself because Caleb Williams' father came out saying, and I quote, the truth is he can come back to school. If we don't like the situation where they the the team has the number one pick, he has the option to come back to school. Now, many people feel like this is specifically um, this is specifically alluding to that was the word I was trying to get out earlier when I was talking about Chris. But you know, words are fighting me today; they're very hard. But anyway, this is what many people believe he's talking about the uh, the Cardinals. So with that being said, what do y'all think? Is 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 this a legitimate threat? Is this a Cardinals only threat? What's going on with Caleb Williams and his pops? Um, yeah, I, I think it comes down to that. They don't want to play for the Cardinals. Um, I don't know if I'm in the vast minority with this, but I'm still a person that's under the uh under the guise that Kyler Murray is a very talented quarterback. But the system that he's in, the coach that he's under, which uh, if you listen to the Facts Over Act show, we've been trying to warn y'all about for three years now. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, Kayla Williams doesn't want to play under that tree, doesn't want to play under that system. I think it's as simple as that. So the way this season is lining up, I mean, we'll get into some predictions and the standings later, but those Cardinals are probably going to have the number one pick. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And it, and it was rumored that they were going to sit Kyler Murray to tank, but all of a sudden those rumors went away, not because of this article, but they went away last week and they said, no, we're going to play him when he's ready. Uh, he's just not ready right now. So, yeah. Those are the yeah. allegations. Those are allegations. Chris, what you making? These type of stories really grind my gears, if I'm going to say for better words. They really mm-hmm. – what 
leverage does a college player that can go to the league and make six to ten million dollars first year in the league? What leverage do you really have to threaten the NFL that you'll go play another year in college? You know what the NFL gonna say? So you big dummy. Now you go be farther back in the draft. We don't gotta pay you as much money now. What leverage do you have? Why would you not go take that generational money? Well, hold on now. He does have leverage in NIL. I don't know if you've seen it or not. He's already one of the faces of Dr. Pepper in college. He's it's a fact. I I understand that, Giz. I understand that. But when you're when you're in the NFL, that NIL, yes, it's good money, and I'm happy they got the college kids doing it, right? Yeah. But when you're in the NFL, you're no longer you're no longer property of that college. You're your own brand, right? Yes, you play for the team, but I give you a great example. Great example. Your boy Chad Ochocinco. Your boy Chad Ochocinco. Mm-hmm. That brother makes more money now than he ever did in the NFL. You think he could have did that if he didn't go to the NFL? I mean, of course not. No. No way. Bingo. After he's done playing at USC, you think anybody going to... You think any, anybody else going to be looking for it? But here's the deal. Here's the deal. Do you know how much he's earning in NIL a year right now? I'm going to let both of y'all take a crack at it. He might be making like $7 million, maybe. I was going to say seven. Now it's going to be my exact number. Ooh, y'all are wallet. 2.6. 2.6 million. Exactly. That's what not what gives. We talking hold about on. Hold on. Rookie hear me contracts? out. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. Here's the problem for them. Like, Think about what college used to be. Think about what college used to be. Like you couldn't, if even if a player was getting paid, you had to be real hush hush. You know, you couldn't. Right, like, Reggie yeah, Bush got paid. You, you could get yourself, you get yourself a little charger, maybe a couple chains, whatever. You can't buy mama house, dad a house, the truck of everybody dream, all this, all that, and keep it put. Even in Los Angeles, which. I don't think that they're planning on staying there long, but even in Los Angeles, two point six million is two point six million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep, you can do some things with it. So he's not going to be hurting for cash the way like an average college student will. Like you look at Arian Foster and all that, and, and Kimball Walker, and when they're in college, and they talking about they couldn't eat. There were nights where coaches had to bring them food because they weren't going to eat due to financial situations. Not Caleb Williams, they got to worry about that. Hey, you know. That man could buy the taco truck when he pulls up. Like, that's that's just what it is. So he, that's the leverage that he has. And also, remember, we've seen this before. We saw this with John Elway. He said, hey, if I get drafted by the Colts, I'm going to go play baseball. We saw this with Eli Manning. I'm not playing for the Chargers. I refuse to do it. And here's what here's what makes the quote worse from his pops, okay? I'm going I'm to read you all the full the full thing here, and I'm going to let y'all cook after y'all hear this full thing. The funky thing about the NFL draft process is he'd almost be better off not being drafted than being drafted first. The system is completely backwards. The way the system is constructed, you go to the worst possible situation, the worst possible team, the worst organization in the league, because of their desire for parity, gets the first pick. So it's it's the gift and the curse. I mean, I've talked to Archie Manning. His career was shot because he went to a horrible organization. He got drafted by the Saints. I've talked to Lincoln Riley and Kyler Murray, and Kyler struggled because of where he was drafted. Baker Mayfield struggled mightily because of where he was drafted. The organizations matter. He's got two shots at the apple, so if there's no good situation, the truth is he can come back to school. Folks, if I'm the Cardinals, if I'm the Cardinals, I'm saying, oh, no, we won't draft you. No, there's no way we draft you because we want killers. And let him come on out. And then say, oh, we're absolutely drafting you, you idiot. (laughs) Once you enter the pool. But but the the reasoning behind that doesn't make sense because if you don't want him to go to the worst possible situation, it's not like they're changing the draft format next season. Yeah. yeah. So what if a team got the worst possible situation is going to draft them the year after? Yeah. Yeah, but I think his belief is that the Cardinals won't be bad two years in a row because remember, or not be last two years in a row because they traded their picks to, or they traded their number three pick, I want to say, this last year to uh, the Texans. But the Texans gave them their next few first. So in this upcoming draft, the Cardinals are probably bad, man. 
the the Cardinals are probably looking at two top five to ten picks at worst. Like if, if the yep. Texans exceed expectations, they're gonna get a top ten pick. So he's banking on with those new two new top ten picks, they won't be the the first team drafting, which is a bad bet. It's a terrible right. bet. Because the Cardinals, if they know how to do anything, they know how to screw the pooch. That's that's just one thing that they'll get. So Fellas, you know what's crazy? The Cardinals was a great opportunity for a nice black coach, man. It was a great opportunity. That was like a safe haven. And what happened? That coach got replaced in a year. That coach got replaced in a year by Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> and who was that coach's starting quarterback? Josh Rosen. What is Josh Rosen doing now? That boy is updating his LinkedIn. He's a backup quarterback right now in the NFL. He, I didn't that, know he's still in the league. That man is a year or two away from from opening Josh Rosen's Honda of, of uh, Malibu. <laughs> it's about to be had a big Bob commercials. Hey, listen, okay. They might have said that I was a bust of a draft pick, but these deals will have you busting out the seams in your new Honda. That's he's on the way. It's on the way. That's all I'm saying. So bust me out the MSRPs. I've been acting brand new. I've been acting brand new. So that's that's the reality of what that one coach got. But you know, I I I'm gonna leave that right where it hey, lies. Geez, I got I got a text. You gotta explain the screw the pooch. You gotta explain the screw the pooch. <laughs> you never heard that phrase before? No, I heard it before, but it's just silly. It's silly. Yeah, it just it just means that you you know they know to mess an uh, easy thing up. You know what I mean? This is not hard. With that being said, we got to move on to the NFL now, fellas. It's that time of the year again. Next time we talk to these folks, everybody in the NFL will be undefeated. Or winless. Every single team in the NFL is going to be one of those two things next time we talk to the people. So, best time of the year, man. Let's get into it. Yeah. Hey, listen, Lions to the moon. Lions win it all this year, baby. This is our year. This all our right, year. Elon Musk and Dogecoin. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, listen, at least I ain't scamming the people, okay? I, I, I ain't doing no real pool. I'm standing 10 toes down on my lines. But, hey, fellas. Facts so Rex been trying to make y'all money for years, man. Hey, we've been trying to tell you. We've been trying to tell you. Fellas, let's get all of the division winners starting with the AFC. Who wants to start this thing off? I, I can start this off. Um, so for the AFC, I got the Jets. I know I said before the show I wasn't believing in the Jets hype. I'm not believing in the Jets hype as far as them making it all the way to the Super Bowl. I think them and the Bills battle it out for first place, but the Bills got a whole lot of new personnel. So I think it's a, a universe in there to where they're still trying to figure things out throughout the course of the season, especially early. Right. Uh, the AFC North, I got the Bengals. Y'all know how I've been on the Bengals for the past two years. The first year I said the Bengals was going to the bowl, y'all called me crazy and look where they ended up. I think I got, I got the Bengals with 13 wins and I got the Ravens with 12 just because it's a lot of new pieces in Baltimore that they're trying to figure out as well. The same reason I don't have the Bills in their division. Uh, AFC South, I don't think we need to have a conversation about that. It's going to be the Jacks. Yeah. Yeah. I do have the Colts having a much better season. A lot of people have the Matt actually got the uh Colts going nine and eight. I think the Colts are gonna have a winning season this year. Well no JT okay. if he don't get this new deal. That's with JT. Without JT, I got him at six. Okay. Oof. Um and then the AFC West, I think that's a, a runaway too. I got the Chiefs. I got oh, the Chiefs going sixteen and one this year. Jesus. Who they losing to the Lions? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I got I got the one I got them losing one division game against uh the Chargers. Okay. Wow. That's that's a that's a year right there, boy. That's a year right there. Okay. Chris, talk to me. Who you got for the AFC divisions? All right, man. I'm gonna go bottom up because Guyton. So I'm gonna go roll with the Chiefs again. I don't think they're going 16-1 because Kelsey, his health is un- uncertain right now. Uh, they got to get some consistency in the running game for me this year. Uh, last year they was up and down with the running game, which is why a lot of people wrote them off against the Eagles. But right. my homie too, go. I ain't gonna say no more. All right, I'm gonna go Jacksonville as well. Now, a team that I'm higher on than most people is the Titans. Not because they have, like, weapons or anything. It's just that, like I told y'all last year about my Giants. Well, not my Giants, but the Giants. It's always that no, random they no season. They no Giants. They're your Giants. That's your team. They're your boy. I just knew that they have a random year. Like, but same thing for the Titans. 
They always have every three, four years, they have a random year where they like, wow, like where did the Titans come from? And I think this year they have another one of those years because it was about three, four years ago since they had one. Mm-hmm. Now, AFC North, y'all know this is my division right here. I can't roll with the Steelers, though. I can't roll with my Steelers. I can't. Roll I was about to say we we was gonna boot you off the show. Gonna, <laughs> you off the I can't roll with my Steelers here. Yeah. It's just too much uncertainty at quarterback. Uh, I think Najee Harris is a little disgruntled, but Tomlin's gonna give us Kenny a winning Pickett? season. You don't, you don't trust Kenny Pickett. <laughs> anyway, Kenny Pack and Pickett fix fences, but anyway, yikes. Um, <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. I'm going to go MRP. I've been at MSRP. I've been acting brand new. It's crazy. That was really insane. That's, that's insane. Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. I'm going. I'm going to pick a crazy pick here, right? I'm going to pick a crazy pick here. He's going to say the because Browns. I'm going to be honest with y'all. If they are healthy on paper, with Joe Burrow's health in question like that and Odell Beckham health in question like that, I'm rolling with the talent, most talented team is the Browns. On paper. On paper now. On paper now. On paper. You gotta remember, Deshaun had a up and down year last year because he was getting back into it. This is more egregious than me picking Eclipse. Drinking Browns Kool-Aid in 2023 is crazy. Listen, get listen. <laughs> I'm not drinking a Kool-Aid, but I just like the, the AFC North is just not healthy right now. Like none not one team in there is healthy. Wow. Wow. That's okay. All right. I and I, 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 and a Steelers fan of me ain't not gonna let me pick the Ravens, bro. They're not gonna. Let me, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I cannot pick the Ravens. I understand. I understand. I just picking the Browns is just like my brother. What? What? Okay. Because the Browns it's, are supposed to be it every year. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we move forward, have the Browns not? Were they not supposed to be the team for multiple years already? Well, they, yeah, not, they always oh, are. They, they got always, Deshaun. It's supposed to be in the year about four, five they, years. Oh, Baker Mayfield. He he had a great year. He had a great rookie season. He's looking to turn the corner. They won a playoff game last year. This is the year. But Next kids, season, you got to feel me. Like on paper, they have the most talent in that division. They, but that's the thing about the Browns. They always do. The Browns are never. Let me not say never. The Browns are rarely ever in in recent history a bad team on paper. Like, they have not been a bad team on paper in quite some time. And yet and still, the best that they generally get, one playoff game. One. If that. If that. Mm. You know I what I mean? I feel you. Like, they, they got the one up off your Steelers. And other than that, when's the last? I'm, that was, is that the only one that they won in the last few years? I think so. I think. I feel you. I, feel I could you. be wrong. But okay. All right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I ain't mean to interrupt. AFC East. Talk to me. I'm going with A-Rod, man. I'm going with A-Rod. Okay, we got two Jets I, guys in the building. All right. I, I mean, like I ain't going to say I'm a Jets guy from a, from an A-Rod perspective either. I think that they have the best defense in this division. Yeah. I think that the Bills, people started to figure them out the end of last year, and I think mm-hmm. they really haven't retooled their roster in a couple years, and the Jets did a fully retool almost. Like, adding Aaron Rodgers to a, a solid team last year when they didn't have a quarterback – is like a substantial upgrade for yeah. that team that was already solid defensively and has a lot of offense, uh, offensive weapons offensively. The Bills, I got them in the close. They're going to fight two for nail for that first seed. But I just, Josh Allen is just like the Browns. He's like, he's always supposed to be that guy. And I'm still waiting on him to be that guy. Okay. All right. Well, um, I, I hate to be that guy, but we pretty much are going. It, it looks like we're going chalk on, on facts over acts this year for the most part. I've got the Jets as well in the AFC East. I mean, you know, Stefan Diggs don't want to be there. That's the biggest problem for me. He don't want to be there. Yes. You, you're going to have a tough time. They had to retool. They had to retool why his stock value was high, and they didn't. You're going to have a tough time selling me on Gabe Davis being a wide receiver number one. You're going to have a real tough time telling me that Josh Allen going to keep running like he runs and they're going to get away with it. Um, the AFC North, I guess all three of us got three different teams taking it because y'all know who I got. Y'all <laughs> them know Ravens. Got. You got them the Ravens. Ravens. Flock. Them Ravens. <laughs> let your heart hurt for the last three years. Hey, <laughs> I'm a Lions fan. You can't hurt me. You can't hurt me. Okay? That's just not going to happen. But anyway, let me tell you why I got the Ravens. They have not just a receiver. They have a receiving core now. 
Duvernay as your second best receiver in the year of our Lord and Savior 2022 is insane work. Somebody needs to be institutionalized for allowing that roster to get to that point. What did they do to that receiving core? Zay Flowers is allegedly the best receiver on that team already. And I was anybody who knows me knows I'm a huge Zay Flowers guy. I watched him beat NC State by himself last year. The man, what do I mean by he beat NC State by himself? He took a drag route 40 yards up the sideline, broke a tackle, outran everybody else, broke multiple angles, touchdown. That is a bad man right there. That's yeah, a bad word. So, so hear me up. The reason why I didn't go Ravens, though, Gibbs, is because all the turmoil they had with Lamar last year. Yeah, but you know what? That's the reason why I didn't go with it. And and here's, here's, here's the thing about that. You got teams that are headed. He got paid. He's happy now. Highest paid quarterback in football. Yeah, he's good but, now. But he's good now. That whole injury thing and all that, I just don't think like Lamar really rocking with them no more. And, and watch this. Watch this. I don't know if y'all watch preseason football. But that running back of theirs, that, that new back that they got, number 34, that man was toting that thing so tough. J.K. Dobbins said, take me off the pup list now. Take me <laughs> off the pup list right now. I can perform. I can perform because I need my check. That, that, they're going to get back healthy. They're looking like – and, of course, you can never count out Mark Andrews as a pass catcher as well. And then that defense, I mean, hey, they're not getting – Exponentially younger, but they're still a good defense. They're still Ravens a always going to have a good defense. They yeah, are. They're, yeah, they're still a good defense. And then we we got the Jags next. I wanted to go Titans. I really did. I wanted to go I'll Titans. I'll tell so you, bad. it's something about the Titans this year. Here's my only reservation with going Titans. Ryan Tannehill is Jared Allen. The lights get too bright. He lights were bright. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. He, the lights he, were he, brighter than he Jared Allen without the Gucci belt. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then in the, the AFC West, you know, I get the feeling that uh, Sean Payton hates Russell Wilson. Like, is it just me? <laughs> I got a feeling that they roster hate Russell Wilson. It really feels like they hate that man. Like, it really, he's, like, every other day, I remember there was an article that came out yesterday that said that he told Russell Wilson, stop acting like you're running for a campaign and kissing babies and F all that, just be a quarterback. He hates that man. He really hates that man. I get like, I read a post. I said, they said, uh, Russell Wilson needs to just stop loving everybody else except the Broncos, and he'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you. You, you. You're a football player, Gibbs. If you was on a roster with that man, would you would you be cool with Russell Wilson? I wouldn't care. I, I always hate quarterbacks, regardless of who they are. He's super corny. He's super duper corny. But, like, bro, do your job. I'm going to do mine. And that's that on that. He that's that old baby again, ain't he? Yeah, that man trying to catch up with Philip Rivers. I don't know what it is about them NC State quarterbacks. <laughs> before they even signed on the dotted line, they be, I'm fertile. Where the babies at? Where the babies? <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's what we got going on there. Josh, talk to us for the NFC. All right, for the NFC, I got my picks right here. I got my picks right here. Okay. Uh, NFC, the NFC East. I'm going those Eagles. Uh huh. I think the Eagles going to go ahead. Um, they, I mean, they had some some free agent losses, but at the same time, I think Jalen Hurts after that Super Bowl loss is going to be ready to step it up to the next level. Right. NFC North. I got them Lions, baby. One pride. Hey, We're going 12 it. and 5. Let's get it. We're going 12 it. and 5. I think um, – the Lions was already a top five offense last year, and I think they stepped it up with the pieces that they got. And although watch, watch Chris pick Jordan Love, I can tell by his face. I can tell by his face. And, 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 and although, um, although our defense was twentieth in efficiency last year, our uh-huh. biggest issue right there was our secondary. We had some good pickups for our secondary, and Hutch is in this second it. season. Yep, we going twelve and five. Okay, all right. All right, who you got and for the then, West and the South? Uh, for the NFC South, somebody got to win it. Somebody got to I, I got the Saints winning by default. Okay, All I got right. the Saints going nine Saints. and eight. It's going to be tough between them and the Panthers. I think they're going to be the one. Um, but but I do think that that uh the Panthers they're going to struggle, and I, I don't think uh. I don't think that Bryce Young is going to be that guy quite yet. 
I don't think Bryce Young is going to be that guy quite yet. So that's why I got the Saints. And then in the West, I have the 49ers. I don't even think we need to have a conversation about that. Like, I'm pretty sure all of us are picking the Niners across the board. I mean, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, I was about to say. (laughs) In that division? It's it's a possibility, you know. In that division? It's it's a it's a possibility. All right, all right, all right. Hey, a little bit. Josh knew he knew he said, "Yeah, we all go with the Forty Nine." They know if there's a bus by Chris. Talk to me. Who you got in the NFC? All right, man. I'm going bottom up again, man. You know, I'm gonna go ahead and break the ice, man. I don't think the Rams gonna be bad again. I just don't think they gonna be trash again. I mean, all right. But I'm going to go 49ers. I'm going to go 49ers. Okay. All right. All right. Now, NFC South, this is probably the division that I'm going to watch the least of, to be honest with you. Right. I just, I'm just oh, like, th- this how fortunate is... of you to not be in a market where you have to watch the NFC South. What is it like to be God's oh, favorite? Oh, when I move, I'm going to have to watch Falcons games. Yeah. Yeah. Day after uh, I, day. I think, I, I think I'm. Feel I think like I'm. I'm just gonna root for the black quarterbacks in this <laughs> one, bro. I think, I think the the the. I, I already want to pick a team, bro. Well, the Saints got Jameis Winston now. Somebody, you know. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna go with the rookie, bro. Give me the Panthers, bro. That's okay, how bad the this division is. Okay, I'm gonna go with right. the Panthers, bro. All right, all right. NFC North. Listen, mm-hmm. listen, 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 listen. I got two things to say. I got two things to say, man. One prop. Uh, dear, dear, near and dear to me, uh, but I live in Chicago now. Oh, you go and, and, and the Bears just bought the stadium literally five minutes from my new apartment. Uh huh. I'm a bear this year. I'm not gonna hold you. I'm a bear this year. I think Justin Fields had his coming up party. They uh-huh. roster is not good, but I think Justin Fields about to pull Lamar Jackson this year. He showed flashes last year. Think he's gonna put up 50 points a couple times in fantasy. I'm sorry. I'm going with the Bears. He's going to lead the division. league in, in time sacked. Easily. Easily. Hey, that, that's fine. But he also going to have a fantastic year. And I just, I think the Lions are there. They just young and they just like, they they on the come up. I, I, don't get me wrong. I want to go with the Lions, but I'm going to go with the Bears just because I okay. ain't about to play. All right. All right. Who you got for the now, NFC's? Now this remember we used to call this the NFC least. This is probably the division I'm gonna watch the most this year. We did because yeah. Danny Dimes over there, you know Danny Vick, <laughs> you know my boy Danny Vick. Y'all was hating on him last year. He ain't gonna have that good year this year. Though. He not he not he's not gonna have a good year this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Commanders are gonna be better this year. Mm-hmm. The Eagles lost a lot. I'm sorry, but the Eagles lost yeah, a they lot. Did. They did. They lost I a did. lot. I get that. I think they still be a great team. But I hate to say this. I think them bringing over Trey Lance to the Cowboys, I think that's going to put some fire under Dak. Even if he don't perform or you put Trey Lance behind the, the snap, I got to go with the Cowboys. I think they made a lot of the right moves this offseason. Even though I know they're not going to go far, even if they do win the conference, because Jerry Jones still breathes out of his mouth and his nose. So um, I, I'm, I'm going to roll with the – I'm rolling with the Dallas Cowboys. Chris said, bro, got too much life in him. It, it is not happening. It is just not going to be. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you this. The NFC East can no longer be known as the NFC least. But I think that we finally get our first back-to-back division winner in some year. Do you know who the last team was to win this division uh, back-to-back? Uh, Probably the Cowboys. It was uh, the Eagles. It was the uh, Eagles. Was it? it? Was, it was the well, 05, 06? Yeah, back when Andy Reid was there. I was the last team to win it twice in a row. After that, it was a carousel of, of teams just, you know, hey, we'll take it a year. We'll we'll take it a year. We'll take it a year. And, and everybody just, again, back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. No, no, uh, no back-to-back winners. This is the year. 2003-2004 was the last time. It was the Eagles. They won it back-to-back. Ever since then, no team has won it back-to-back since. I think the Eagles – uh, show back up and and win it back to back again. In the North, hey, listen, the the Lions got this. Okay, the Lions got this. I here's the thing: when you look at the NFC North, they're a lot like 
the the NFC South in terms of like somebody has to win it. Kirk Cousins shrink when the lights get bright. Um, Justin Fields, I think, will be good, but I think that defense is is dog water, and uh, they're not going to be better this year. Um, and Jordan Love, you know, I, I know that we got two beige bandits on this show, but I, I think that either one of y'all could replace him and do the same job he gonna do this year. I don't, I don't, <laughs> think he gonna, he, I don't know why they drafted him. To be honest with you, I don't. I, I just don't think that I, you know. Nothing lasts forever. They had a, a string of two straight Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Congratulations. That string is over now. Packing the mail. Let's go. Um, and so that leaves the Lions. I think the Lions have the least questions of all the teams uh, there. So who's your, who's your second second pick for the North, though? Oh, that's tough. I think the Vikings, either the Vikings or the Bears. I think I, the Vikings lost too much, Gibbs, and they, they lost a lot, bro. I, and I agree. I agree. Honestly, here's the thing. Two through four in the NFC North, I could see it rolling anyway. Because I think that the Bears should be it. I think on paper they should be it. Bro, the Bears, fi- you feel me on the Bears, they though, finally, right? They finally gave they finally gave Fields a true number one in DJ Moore that he can hang his hat on and say, if everything going bad around me, hey, DJ down there somewhere. Let me just get it to him. They gave him that. Absolutely. The Packers are another team that lost a lot. They're another team that you know, I you can say what you want about, oh, Lazar wasn't that good and neither was Cobb and all this and all that. Sure, but now you got a quarterback breaking in and a basically entirely new receiver room. A brand new quarterback doing that as well. That's going to be tough. That's going to be and, tough. And be, before you move on from NFC North, I know we got to get going. So we over time. Yeah. So facts on racks, I got some news for y'all. I work for ITW. The Bears might be moving down the street for me. We actually own a box for the Bears. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm about to put us on a list and I'm going to try to get us tickets to a Bears game. If y'all want oh, to come to Chicago. Hey. Right. So I'm going to try to get us tickets. Oh, I love that. I'm actually, we'll, we'll talk off air. We'll, we'll talk off air. But there's there's some things developing to where Chicago may be the nearest major market to me very soon. But we're not going not gonna to get too deep into that at the moment. So um, the NFC South, I got the Saints. I think that they're just the best team there right now. I think the Panthers, you know, you said that Justin Fields is going to be the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. I don't know. Bryce Young might give him a run for his money. That offensive <laughs> line was getting scolded all throughout. Hey, Gibbs, low-key, you probably sack him with that offensive line. That, hey, hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, I can get a sack in the NFL. Now, could I do it I, multiple times? Absolutely not. I, but, I was going to say, you ain't played in, like, how long is That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I'm I'm about two years away from giving up that delusion and being like, yeah, I couldn't get a sack of the NFL today. But right now, I think I can still do it. I think I can still do it. Anyway, I think the Saints uh, get it done. I think the Falcons, Desmond Ritter, I don't believe in him. I just, I don't believe you. You need more people, Desmond. I'm sorry. Uh, the Panthers, again, brand new. You know, they, they the Bucks. <sighs> Baker Mayfield is their starting quarterback. Need I say more? I don't think I do. Not at all. Apparently, <laughs> apparently everybody's saying he's set up for success. I'm yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Listen, drinking two types of Kool-Aid in 2023, three types of Kool-Aid should put you in jail as far as I'm considered. Drinking Clippers Kool-Aid, drinking Browns Kool-Aid, and drinking Baker Mayfield Kool-Aid in the year of 2023, you need to be arrested. You need to be thrown in handcuffs. FanDuel will come crawling outside your door begging you to place a bet on those three teams to have success. Begging Because you. you're keeping them alive, brother. You're keeping them alive if those are your three that you're rocking with. But now, in the uh, NFC West, <clears throat> well, we uh, the moment of truth. We, we talked about the 49ers and that being Josh's pick and not potentially being for everybody else. They're also my pick. But, but, this is, here's the deal. The Seahawks last year were good with a very young team, with a very young team. I'm sorry to tell you, the 49ers, in the the words of of Usher Raymond, we're going nowhere fast. We've reached our climax. They need to win the Super Bowl. They need to win it all right now. Hey, listen. They're not going to get any better. It's knocking on the door of, like, Father time. That's what I'm saying. They're not going to get any better. (laughs) They're not going to get any better. Fred Warner ain't getting no younger. He's not getting no. They keep losing defensive linemen because the price of the. They keep drafting well, sure, but their defensive linemen that are good are expensive. You have to pay them. 
You have to pay them boys. Debo Samuels, how long can he deal with maybe 100 touches a year? How long can he do it? Christian McCaffrey, we've seen him already. George Kittle, injury machine already. So I think that they take the division this year. But brother, y'all better... Y'all better get, get something going before the Seahawks get a quarterback. I think the Rams are uh I think the Rams are a, a solid wild card team that could win it all. I think they are. I don't think that they win the division. I think they're an old enough veteran team to where they don't take the regular season that serious. And um the Cardinals are the Cardinals. Caleb Williams is ducking y'all boys. So we gonna we gonna leave that right there. It's it's like Ziff Community Night. They ducking the smoke. Hey, hey, if the Cardinals got number one, get us out of here. On the next episode, we will give our predictions for the awards. But for the sake of time, we're going to get on out of here because we know y'all tired of us talking about Caleb Williams ducking Arizona and and Aaron Rodgers ducking the Hiawaska and all of these teams trying to get these championships and the media ducking primetime because he came with receipts, baby. But come on back next week and the week after that and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah, no.